Welcome to Fluent and Bravo. I'm your host and Bravo superfan, Angela Carlson. Join me every week to recap various shows from the Bravoverse and deep dives into pop culture and entertainment news. Now let's get to it. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get into this episode, let's just talk about Tom Sandoval. He did an interview this week with New York Times Magazine. The article was called The Most Hated Man in America. And Tom made probably one of the most ignorant statements I think we've all heard in a very, very long time. He said in the article, quote, I'm not a pop culture historian, really, but I witnessed the O.J. Simpson thing and George Floyd and all these big things, which is really weird to compare this to that, I think. But do you think in a weird way it's a little bit the same? Of course, when this article came out and this quote came out, the collective reaction was what the bleep. It took a few hours, but he did make a statement via his Instagram story. He wrote, My intentions behind the comments I made in New York Times Magazine were to explain the level of national attention my affair received. The comparison was inappropriate and ignorant. I'm incredibly sorry and embarrassed. Well, we hope so. And he's already been canceled. I don't think you can recancel someone that's already been canceled. But if you could, Tom Sandoval would be at the top of that list. He's exhausting. He is exhausting. Just when you start to feel for him, especially these episodes airing in real time and all the discussion over his mental health. But then he says shit like this. And it's so hard to feel sorry for him. It truly, truly is. Anyway, let's move on. Vanderpump Rules, Season 11, Episode 4, Dog Days of Summer. The Peacock description for this episode is James and Allie throw their first pool party. Lisa Vanderpump gives Sheena and Lala advice. Oh, Lisa Vanderpump's in this episode. We know Lisa Vanderpump's in this episode because she has to be in at least one scene. But I feel like she she is beating us over the head or at least the the show is beating us over the head with her. I feel like she's in every other scene this season. We just don't need this much Lisa. We open with the cast all getting ready for the day. And that damn Southwest plane is flying over James and Allie's new house because the editors think that this is just the funniest bit in the world. Every time we are at James and Allie's house, I said this in the very first episode when they bought their house, we showed the same Southwest plane flying. They're inserting plane noises and it's it's not funny. I don't know <laughs> who in the editing room is like, we have to edit that Southwest plane in every single time we move to Allie and James's new house. Like, it's so funny that they live near the airport. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's just not funny. It's not funny to me. Maybe it's funny to you guys. I don't know. I think it's awesome that they're homeowners. That's great. I've been rooting for James from the very beginning. I think it's so amazing that he turned his life around because he kind of was Sandoval-esque. Uh, and then he was like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go down that road. So that is James. Uh, they're hosting their first pool party and James starts talking. He's like, you know, I had to buy 12 towels and I had to buy an actual barbecue. And then I had to buy the food and the drinks and the this and the that. And he said he spent about two grand on this party. And I believe it because when you first buy a house, there's so many things that you don't take into consideration, you know, like a lawnmower or a snowblower, or a barbecue. And so he said he spent about two grand on this party, and I believe him. But 
you know, he's going to he's going to use the barbecue down the line. And they have a pool, which is just everything. We moved to Tom and Ariana's house and Katie and Ariana are in her room figuring out what to wear to the pool party. The girls talk about how crazy it is that Ariana's Lyft driver from the night before from See You Next Tuesday was the same Lyft driver that she had the night that she found out about Tom and Raquel's affair. Uh, That is pretty crazy because he was like, I've driven you to this house before and you're with your husband fighting, right? And Ariana's like, "Uh, dude, do you have any idea how many people want to interview you right now about what went on in that car that night? (laughs) They then discuss how Schwartz was out of line the night before at See You Next Tuesday and Ariana in her confessional. She's like printing up this mirror. She's doing her makeup. You could tell that she she's trying to do a bit about how she's so unbothered by Schwartz. She doesn't care. Also, all I could think about the entire time that she had this confessional was that damn tag on the back of the mirror. Okay, there's got to be a PA, an intern, so the cameraman, someone that's going, hey, can we take off this tag before we film this confessional? It's freaking ridiculous. Okay, I know there's bigger fish to fry in this whole thing, but the tag was bothering the crap out of me. It's like when you see um, a tag at the bottom of someone's shoes or uh, I don't know, you you just see certain things and you're like, just take that off. Take that off right now. Or tag on your couch, even though they say it's a federal offense. Don't they? Don't they say like you can be go to jail if you take the tags off your couch cushions? I don't know. Something like that. But anyway, the tag on the mirror was driving me bonkers. We then moved to Villa Rosa and our obligatory Lisa scene or two or three or seven that seems to be in her contract this season. Lala and Sheena pull up. They're already in their swimwear for James and Allie's party. They look hot. They look, I mean, Lala and Sheena's bodies are incredible. Lisa introduces them to her newest dog, Donut, who is adorable. And Lisa summons them to outside where she wants to start talking about Sandoval's mental health. You know, she's telling the ladies about how she had a really honest conversation with him and how, you know, her brother said the same things that Sandoval was saying to her and her brother is no longer with us. Rest in peace. And obviously she doesn't want Sandoval to have the same fate Sheena then, of course, immediately is on the defensive. She starts talking about how this has been especially hard for her, for her, and how when she reached out to Tom, when his friend passed away, he blocked her, he blocked her podcast, he blocked her sister, he blocked Summer Moon, et cetera, et cetera. And then Lala also gets defensive and says, hey, you know what? What did he say about me the other night? And she is like, oh, yeah, she, he was he was calling Lala a narcissist. So they're already on the defensive with Lisa about maybe they should forgive and move on. Lala then admits that she actually really didn't give much thought to Sandoval's mental health. She really just compared Sandoval to her ex. She always says my ex, like she never really says Randall's name. So we can just say Randall's name on this podcast, Randall, her ex Randall. And Lisa honestly does think that they should just forgive Sandoval. They don't need to be best friends with him forever, but that they really should forgive him. And Lisa even says to Sheena, hey, if he was such a great friend to you, isn't that even the more reason to forgive him and move on? Uh, They then talk about Tahoe and Lisa thinks everyone should just stop attacking him. It is time to move on. And us as fans agree, it is time to move on. Let's get some new storylines. I cannot wait to hear Schwartz and Sheena's make out. That is what I want to get to. When did Sheena in the timeline of this show 
when she was really never single and Schwartz was really never single, when did the two of them get together and make out? Because yuck. And also we want more. We want more. Also, I just wanted to say too, because Tom Sandoval, this was brought up on social media last night when I was kind of looking at the Tom Sandoval backlash from his interview with New York Times Magazine. But there was a few good comments too about how people were thinking that Tom was weaponizing his mental health, using it as an excuse to his behavior or as a way to get sympathy from viewers and the general public. And I really hope he's not doing that. I I have no doubt that this has been extremely hard for him. And yes, as Ariana puts out, this is the bet that he made. But at the same time, it I'm kind of with Lisa on that the crime really doesn't fit the punishment. It, I mean, people wanted his life ruined forever. And I think Ariana living her best life is the best kind of sweet revenge that we could all ask for. Ariana is living her best life and Tom Sandoval is playing with his band, The Most Extras. And we've all seen the footage of that. Ariana is selling out shows in Chicago on Broadway. Tom Sandoval is playing, you know, teeny tiny venues in that are probably half full in teeny tiny bars throughout the country. I mean, Ariana won. And I think that that's the best kind of revenge. And you know that Tom Sandoval is just so pissed that she's on Broadway and singing her heart out and on Dancing with the Stars and getting all of the the promotions and the ad deals. And, you know, and you can already see it. Like he always brings up, he's like, yeah, you know, Lala and Sheena making all that money off their podcasts and Lala with her merchandise making all that. You could just tell he's. He's he's suffering enough as it is that the general public really doesn't need to pile on because, I mean, it's playing out in real time that Ariana won. Ariana won. She won. And Tom Sandoval lost. And I think that's revenge enough. And it's time to move on. Uh, Everyone shows up to the pool party and it already looks so much more fun than Sandoval's abysmal 40-ish, whatever, whatever 40th birthday he was celebrating. Schwartz brings James and Allie yet another plant. Uh, Schwartz then says he's sober curious. Schwartz then says his sober curious journey is on pause for the day. And then Allie makes a joke. She's like, gosh, this is like the third plant that he has gotten us. But honestly, I just read an article that talked about how for every 100 square foot of interior space you have, you should have at least two good sized plants for that. And I have one plant. You know, granted, our house is pretty small. It's like a 1200 square foot house. We have like one aloe vera plant. That's it. So I need to go plant shopping, I think, soon because we need to clean this air. As you guys can probably tell from my voice, we've been having the crud and the colds and all that stuff. So maybe that would help with all that too. Clean that air out. So good for Schwartz. Good for Schwartz for talking about, you know, not talking about, but getting them, getting them plants for their health. Also, I think the more plants you have, it's supposed to help with like anxiety and depression and your mental state. So I'm going to pile on some plants. I'm going to take a note from Schwartz's book and get some plants up in my house. It is funny, though, that Schwartz says that he's going to partake in festivities and take a break from his sober curious journey for the day. So there, there you go. 
James and Schwartz then take turns jumping into the pool from the roof, and Katie just looks on like she can't believe that she was ever married to Schwartz for as long as she was. Now we go to Sandoval and our thirsty, thirsty Billy Lee. They are going to a place called Into Me See, which is obviously a play on intimacy, where Sandoval is going to partake in a cold plunge. I actually looked at this place online because I love to look at how much things cost, even though after watching this episode, I do think that intimacy was like, hey, we're going to let you guys come here for free. Just make sure that you film it. We get a couple scenes in the episode. You show intimacy and the branding of it for at least five seconds. I honestly think that they got this for free. I don't think anyone paid for it. Also, I think Sandoval is kind of cheap too. I know in the last podcast I said Sheena was cheap when it came to like filming and stuff like that. I think Sandoval is too. I think Sandoval is too. All right. So I looked at this place and I did not see any specific cold plunge packages, but I did see a fire and ice package. And I think this is the one that he went with. And it alternates between uh, an ice cold water plunge and the penetrating heat of infrared. And according to their website, this treatment reduces inflammation, combats anxiety and depression, speeds muscle recovery, two times dopamine production and relaxes your muscles. 30 minutes is $77 and a 60 minute treatment is $99. That's a steal of a deal. That's not bad. If I had something like that near me, that would be my Mother's Day gift to myself because that actually, okay, maybe just a massage. I don't know. The cold plunge sounds miserable, but I don't know. If it helps anxiety and depression, that's $100 I might be willing to spend. We then get a very uncomfortable scene where Tom is in the cold plunge and Billy Lee is like, this is a spectator sport, apparently. It's weird. It's weird. It's like they're having a conversation while he's in the cold plunge and she's like, how intense is it, Tom? Oh man, it's it's intense. It's like a nine, Billy Lee. It's kind of sexual, but not sexual. It's weird. It's a weird scene. It's uncomfortable. But Billy Lee will be there wherever there's a camera. Also, update on her podcast. I think it's up to Billy Lee and the kid is up to, I think, over a hundred YouTube subscribers. But I think it only has a couple hundred views from the last podcast. So that's it had like seven thousand with Tom Sandoval's interview. And then it went down to like 200 views on the second episode. There's another episode that's releasing today. I'm I'm going to release this episode on Friday morning, but I am recording it on Wednesday morning. And so her and her co-host are releasing yet another podcast today. So we'll see. Hopefully, I wish them luck. They invested a lot of money in that set. I hope they at least make their money back. But also there's like no concept and her co-host is high as heck and seems extremely incoherent for most of the podcasts. So I don't think there's much hope for Billy Lee and the Kid podcast, but I will continue to keep you guys posted if anyone is interested. Back to the pool party. Lala is chatting with Allie inside about James being sober. Allie says James hasn't um, had a drink in three months, but doesn't reveal what caused James to get sober, but encourages Lala to ask James herself Lala then talks about the rock bottom moment and we get a flashback of her actually revealing in a reunion from the years past about what got her sober. Basically, she went on like a four day bender at Disney World of all places and woke up after that and basically was like, I'm never going to touch alcohol again. That was a rock bottom moment. And we admire Lala. We love Lala. We love our sober queen. 
But it is funny because we do get in while they're talking about James sobriety. He's already said that he does smoke weed. He partakes in cannabis and he's California sober. So he doesn't drink any alcohol, but he does partake in weed. And so we get this juxtaposition of Lala and Ali talking about how he's three months sober, but he's in the backyard. He's chugging a cannabis infused drink and he's his food's catching fire while he's <laughs> while he's doing that. Then Lala has this really good conversation with Schwartz. And I actually, this was my second favorite part of this episode. My first favorite is the very end, which I actually cried on the first time I've ever cried on an episode of Vanderpump Rules. But Lala chats with Schwartz and kind of apologizes about going so hard from him the night before and see you next Tuesday. And Schwartz talks about, you know, how he got triggered with how Ariana was treating him like he was subhuman and how he will never, he will always ride for Sandoval always he's like that is my family i love him and lala is basically having this really compassionate moment and says i'm sorry i went so hard for you last year your brother was literally fighting for his life your dad which i don't know what's going on with his dad but she said something she alluded to the fact that something was happening with his dad and she you know she was just apologizing about last year and then of course we get that flashback of that really good fight that they had after a beach day where uh, Schwartz calls Lala bootleg housewife and look at those lips and Schwartz is even like I'm sorry I've been making fun of your lips you know you're like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen it was just such a sweet compassionate moment and Lala even reflects about how she needs to learn forgiveness and how she can't wear her trauma like a badge of honor anymore which is true I think she got so hurt by Randall and anyone that remotely shows any sort of characteristics of Randall, which is Sandoval, has a lot of them. Let's be honest. They're both narcissists. Or I ha- at least have narcissists. I'm not a doctor. I can't really, you know. But they have narcissistic tendencies. We'll just say that. And some characteristics of narcissists. But I love that she's like, hey, I didn't know an in-between. I didn't know either crying in the corner or screaming at someone. And she's like, I have to be, I have to do some work on myself. And I just love this scene. If you want to watch this episode, just skip ahead to just this scene between her and Schwartz. This is why I think Vanderpump rules, even though I do think this could potentially be the last season or one of the last seasons, because it is coming to a close, this whole show. Everyone's moving on. Everyone's having children. They're growing up. They're growing up. Um, But I do think that what makes this one of the best reality shows of all time is that the friendships are genuine. They genuinely do love each other. They have a love for each other and they do hang out when they're not filming. There's a lot that happens and they are supportive for each other. Um, We then end the pool party with another shot of the plane flying over. It's so annoying. Editors, get a new bit, get a new bit. Back to intimacy for... Billy Lee and Sandoval's post-cold plunge chat. And Sandoval reveals that he's still madly in love with Raquel, but he has not spoken to her in three weeks. And Billy Lee's like, hey, do you are you going to date? And he's like, no, man, like I'm totally like saving myself for like her. Ugh, okay. And he does say that he feels like he's not allowed to be happy, which true, true. Another shot of the plane, which means we are back at James and Allie's pool party. I thought we were done. Every time I think we're done with the pool party, they bring us back in. Sheena is chatting with Ariana and Katie about our conversation with Sandoval the night before and the Sir Allie. 
Sheeta then talks about her talk with Lisa and her brother and Sandoval and basically says, you know, how Lisa saw some similarities with her brother that she sees in Sandoval. Ariana does not want to hear jack shit about any of this. You can tell the second that it looks like Sheena is like, well, Lisa said that, you know, and anyone shows any sort of slight compassion about what Sandoval is going going through, Ariana is goes off. She goes off. And then you could tell that Sheena is trying to hold back tears because it is obvious as much as I'm like always, you know, let's be honest, Sheena also has some narcissistic tendencies. But as much as I give Sheena a hard time about constantly promoting her podcast and being a hustler and being all about herself sometimes, she has a heart of gold and it's as good as gold. And it's obvious that she is struggling with her just natural nature of forgiveness, but also knowing that if she is not loyal to Ariana, she will lose her as a friend. We're in Westwood at Lala's apartment where James comes over. Lala kicks off the conversation about what got James sober. And he also, he starts to get a little defensive too. Like, wait a second, where's this coming from? So he starts talking about, you know, three months have gone by. And obviously he was extremely upset about Sandoval's relationship with Raquel. And that, of course, upset Allie because Allie was like, well, do you still have feelings for her? Which he did get in a relationship with Allie pretty soon after him and Raquel broke up and him and Raquel were together for years and were engaged. We tend to forget that they were engaged to be married. He then said that Allie moved out with the cats for a couple of days and that got him thinking that he really wanted to become sober for himself. Now we go to Schwartz's apartment and we finally meet Joe. Now we talked about her last year. There was there was a moment where we a glimpse of her that we saw her last year. And we talked about her at the reunion last year. And Katie, we know that Katie doesn't like her, not a fan. She was Kristen Doty's crazy friend, which says a lot, according to the cast. And she's cutting his hair. And I I can't help but love Schwartz. The man like the man's frugal. He likes a he likes a free haircut. Uh, he does say that him and Joe had this like crazy fast romance, but they're just buddies now. They just like to hang out. Sandoval comes over and finally we get Schwartz inviting Sandoval to Lake Tahoe. And it is pretty funny because Schwartz, you could tell Schwartz is like, you know, yeah, just apologize to the girls and Lala and Sheena. And of course, the, we're getting a lot of defensiveness coming up between James being defensive, Ariana de- being defensive. And now Sandoval, the thought of Sandoval having to apologize to Lala or Sheena. And he's like, oh, yeah, like apologize about shenanigans with Sheena Shea, about how you made money and apologize about, you know, uh, give them Lala how you made money and apologize about the set it to Daryl merchandise that you made hundreds of thousands of dollars off of. Woo, woo, we love it. It's just crazy. And these cast members are playing defense like the Ravens this year, right? Schwartz does talk about Lala being so self-aware. He's like, listen, if you would have seen her at this pool party, she was amazing. She's so self-aware now. Like, just give her a chance to talk to her. Uh, Joe keeps trying to, like, interject in the conference. Like, shut up, Joe. Shut up. We we just met you. Shut up. Drink your Corona. Give Schwartz's haircut. Like, we don't we don't know you. You don't go here. We don't need you to talk. 
Back to Sheena and Brock's apartment with Tori, Sheena's friend coming over to watch Summer Moon. But then Sheena says, I still have trust issues. And I did call my sister Courtney to come over to also help watch Summer Moon while her and Brock go on a double date with James and Allie. Courtney also seems to be very thirsty for the camera because she was also at James and Allie's pool party. I think Sheena's trying to make Courtney happen. And Courtney, it's just not happening. It's just, unless you were here from the beginning, it, it it's not happening. Uh, or unless you're dating someone that was here from the beginning, like Allie's dating James. It, 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 yeah, yeah. Courtney's not happening. We're sorry, Sheena. You can keep coming around, Courtney. That's fine. The editors are just going to cut you out. They cut you out at the pool party. Like it was hard to even see ya. They cut you out so bad. You were in the pool with Sheena, Ariana, and Katie, and they, and they still cut you out. The cameramen literally were reaching over so they could shoot over you. Like it's, yeah, Courtney's not happening. Sorry, Sheena. They arrive at Beach and Brew for a dinner date with James and Allie. And I got so excited because I was like, oh, yeah, time for another budget Bravo bite segment where I look up what they order and who ordered the most bougie thing. And we didn't get that. We didn't get that. We got Sheena ordering a Heineken 0.0, which is my favorite non-alcoholic beer. And we it looks like James was maybe sipping on an iced tea or a Coke. And it looked like Brock was like tasting some of the, which those things are cool. If you ever go to a restaurant where you can buy like a bracelet and then you can, they give you little taster cups to taste each of the brew things. It's, it's so fun. But Allie did get a blueberry cider, which I thought was interesting because James doesn't drink, but Allie seems like the type that's very respectful that she's probably like, do you mind if I have a cider? And I and I don't she doesn't seem the type to be controlled by James, which is great. And I also think that she wouldn't have any alcohol at the actual house. So she probably does just drink on special occasions or socially when they go out. But she had a blueberry cider and that also sounded delightful. But I didn't even look it up because I was like, they're not they didn't tell us what they ordered for food. What the heck? So I did not. But at least I got the intimacy. I got a little bit of taste of the budget for that, which is good. Sheena then talks about Sandoval and Lisa's concerns and the Lake Tahoe trip and da, 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 da. Let's just get to this trip. I'm tired of talking about it. Let's see the mess. And Brock's like, well, there's always, well, there's always, uh, you know, hotels down the road. I don't know. That's a horrible accent. But Brock is basically saying, you know, we could stay at a hotel if things get really awkward. I'm just ready for this to happen. I am so ready. Last scene. Now, at first, I was really annoyed because I saw Vanderpump Dogs and I go, oh, here's Lisa again. She's going to talk with James about being nice to Sandoval and forgiving him because he's in a bad mental state and yada, yada. She's going to go to each cast member and have her own moment. Ugh, Lisa. But pleasantly surprised and tears were coming out of my face because we go to Vanderpump Dogs and James is there and Lisa reunites James with his Graham cracker. Is that Graham cracker? They find out that uh, Graham has been being fostered. So who the hell knows who Raquel dropped Graham off? She is such a shitty pet owner. Like, let's face it. If you, you should not have gotten that dog to begin with. But she apparently, because she was going into this facility, dropped him off. Who knows where? I guess he was had some instances where he's biting. Then he was in a shelter or another foster home found his way back to Vanderpump Dogs, found which of course found his way to Lisa and Lisa found his way to James. 
James is crying. I'm crying. Lisa's crying. Everyone's crying. And they walk off into the sunset. And it is such a freaking beautiful episode. I, there's a lot of Lisa. There was a lot of Lisa. But I thought the Lala James conversation about sobriety and how he can always have her to talk to about, she would never share anything that he told her in confidence about his sobriety or sobriety struggles. That was beautiful. Her conversation with Schwartz, Schwartz's conversation with her, that was beautiful. The Billy Lee Sandoval intimacy scene was not beautiful, but it was there and we appreciate it. And obviously, Graham Cracker being reunited with James was, it was a great episode. I, I'm liking this season. I know there's a few people that don't like this season so far. I'm not liking how much Lisa we're getting. I'm hoping that eventually when we do make it to Lake Daho, Lisa will not be there. But then they might do like a FaceTime where it's like, thank you so much, Lisa, for, uh, who knows. But I, I just love this episode so much. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. Also, I wanted to say every Tuesday, I am recapping season one of Real Housewives of Orange County on the pod. And please subscribe. I'm at eight subscribers right now. I am almost at the double digits and I'm at almost 200 plays, which is also exciting. So subscribe, leave a five-star review. That would be great. That would help out the pod so much. And I hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.